0: Hello, I'm Eileen Rodrigue, and I'll be your host for this episode of Remember When. UMGA TV and the Historical Society are continuing this series as an oral history project of life and community in Upper Marion Township. In their own words, the people who lived the history of Upper Marion Township tell us about that history. This edition features James E. Manessis, a resident of a colonial village who served as our township solicitor from 1962 until 1983. He recalls attending board of supervisors and zoning meetings in the old township building accessed by a steep set of creaking stairs. So let's sit back and listen to Jim Manassas' Remember When. Hello, Jim. Thank you for stopping by today to share your memories of Thank the you, early lady. years in Upper Merion Township. Um, I wonder if you could tell us about some of your earlier memories, uh, way back when.
1: Well, you mean before the township, before Upper Merion?
0: Before your tenure here? Oh,
1: well, I <clears throat> I was um, I was born in Cuba. My father was a, a, a representative of Cuba, United States, in the diplomatic corps. Mm-hmm. Met my mother in Northtown, where she was living. She's Pennsylvania Dutch. And that's a big combination, Spanish and Dutch, yes. so you understand. And uh, so after they got married, they went down to Cuba, and she had uh, uh, three sons there. And then we come back to Philadelphia after that period of time, because he was a Cuban consul general at the time, representing Cuba in the United States. Yes. And so back at that time, I was living in a Yadin, not Narstown any longer. Although in the beginning, before all this, when we first came back, we were in Narstown and I went to the Narstown High School until my sophomore year. And then we had to move to Yadin and I finished my schooling in Yadin, the last two years of public school. I went to Narstown High School in the first place, then to Yadin High School. And the second I graduated from Yadin and then I went to the uh, business school to learn stenotype, which the court reporters use today. The great, Naturally, the, the microphones and all are really the source, but the printed page by the court reporter is the official documents in the court. Yes. And I thought at the time, maybe I could be a court reporter. So at that moment, I met uh, uh, a gentleman who was running a big construction contract in south philadelphia for people who were working in the navy yard and places like that through the war years and i worked for him Well, it was called the johnny johnson construction company from brooklyn and uh, this this is a quick background and then i went to college i i finished my uh my first work in in uh, business school uh-huh. learned to use the the uh the, the one you were using here, a
0: stenotype machine.
1: Stenotype machine, and so I did stenotyping for him as a secretary. But when you're working out in the field, it was in and out the doors the dust, the dirt, wasn't something. I went then to I uh, was the per, uh, permitted. I was a, accepted at Dickinson College in Carlisle, and I went there in that particular year. Spent a year there in Carlisle. I. Uh, Then came back that summer and I went to the the, uh, Finger Lakes where this gentleman was now running a submarine training. course, those lakes are so deep, they could use submarines and they practice uh, all the things they did during the war. Mm -hmm. And I spent the summer up there and it was just a very lovely period of my life. But then I came back and I finished my second year in college. And by that time, Uncle Sam was looking for me I never knew I was that uh, such an attractive person, but he wanted me. <laughs> so then <clears throat> I went into the service, and I was in the service for three years. Infantry, I went to the uh, the European Theater of Operations and was involved in the battle, not in the Battle of the Bulge, but thereafter, the breakthrough through Germany and collapse of Germany and all that kind of business. And... Uh, had a lot of problems there. Had a lot of fights. Lost a lot of my friends with Nazi bullets. Yes. And that always stuck in my mind forever. It was decorated with two silver stars and four battle stars. And uh, then I came back be- shortly before the war was determined to the United States. Mustard and out. then I did do that. And then in th- 1933, I was able to go back to Dickinson College again and finish my education there. And from there I went into law school at Dickinson Law School and had a combination of college and law school that I could do everything in 6 years rather than uh 3 uh, and 3 uh, 5 years rather than 6 years. And then from then on I became an uh, an attorney came back to not to Norristown but to to um to Upper Marin Township. In the meantime, I had my, my, my wife, Ian Munchar, who is, is an old, old person. <laughs> I don't mean that. Her family is an old family in this, in this community. Yes. Her father was Chief County Detectives in Norristown, and they were well-known in this township. And so when we came back I like, lived first in, uh, in Upper Marin Township with her parents, not her parents, her father had just died and she was working in Town, And then we moved to Yaden. Um, I'm sorry. At that time, we established my, I established myself in King of Prussia, and I lived on Long Road for a long time. And then I'm living now in Colonial Village for a longer time. Nice. But it was 25 years with Upper Marine Township. And the thing that always, uh, Stuck in my mind, it was walking up the creaking steps in Stuart Fun Hall, where this great township had all their meetings and spent millions of dollars. Yes. And people from New York City came in begging for permits. They creaked up the steps also. And they kept saying, this is Upper Merion Township. I said, what you see is what you get. This is it.
0: So you've got fond memories of the oh, yeah, sure. old township yeah. building. yes. How would you compare it with today's township building that was built in 1960?
1: <clears throat> well, the only thing I would say, the uh, old township uh, building, you're talking about Stuart Von Holler. aren't yes. you? Yes. It's like an old person that has like a patina on her, but she's there. But doesn't compare with what we have here. It's like a Cadillac against a flivver.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: This is just a superb place here.
0: Yes, it is.
1: Unfortunately, I wasn't here working in this building or with people. Mostly because I was, I had uh, finished a lot of my work and was doing other things at the same time.
0: And you maintained a law office uh, on Sweet Street, yes? Yes,
1: I went uh, to uh, right next to the Peacock Gardens the, with the uh, the uh, the shop by Mrs. Uh, I can't think of her name. She had the g- gift shop and a uh, antique shop right at the corner, right across from the Peacock Gardens. Yes. Still on the same side of 202. And
0: her husband was the optician? Pardon me? Was her husband the optician? No,
1: no, no, no. no. He, was, uh, he was a business person and they were big in antiques. They had a great antique business.
0: Morrisons?
1: Morrisons, they were the Morrisons, that's yeah. right.
0: It was uh, uh, it uh,
1: the Kiwanis Club. I was a member of the Kiwanis Club for years and years and we used to meet there upstairs in the uh, older building. And uh, Tom Hobson was the owner. He was a great guy. He liked, he liked us and he was good to us. And uh, we had a great Qantas club here in Upper Marin Township. Did a lot of service. And uh, as I recall, we, we did a lot for the music fair up, up here in the next township. We, we were in charge of parking cars for them, directing people where to park and so forth,
0: yes.
1: which we earned a nice sum of money for doing that. So mm-hmm. it was good. We were out We were helping the people. And we were putting some money in our coffers, and it, it was a nice arrangement. Yes. So that's, that was my, other than going into the law business and getting with the township, that's the general thing that we did. And I enjoyed all of it very much. We had Blaine Scott, Bill Ross, and Frank Fealy was one of the, one of the f- most prominent p- persons we had on the board. In '69, Frank Fealy, Warren Ewing, Chuck Volpe, and Jack Trinsey were on the board, as also then Bill Kime came in replacing Trinsey. Mm-hmm. And then we had Jack O'Donnell, Frank Failey, Bill Kime, Joan Kellett, and Bill Smith up and through 1975. At that time, the board was composed of uh, Bill Kime, o- Jack O'Donnell, Smith, Kellett, and Ralph Fulpe. And also John Kapinski came involved for a short time later on with O'Donnell, Kellett, Kapinski, Galati, and Abe Martin. So the board was pretty much solid and with a few people. but. Others came in all the time, but we had, we had a nice board all the time. And they were busy. Yes. This township, I think, is one of the busiest townships uh, in this complete area around here. Because of our zoning, tract zoning, and of course the turnpike, the expressway, yes. and 202 going back and forth. It's a mecca for people to come to, and they came. They came like crazy. In my first five years as solicitor for the Zoning Hearing Board, I have the number, of, I, we had a great number of cases. It was in the 70s and the cases we had, and we only lost one case on appeal.
0: Every, so other, every
1: other decision of the board was confirmed by the courts. My favorite building was Stuart Fund Hall, of course. Yes. It had the creakiest steps in the world yes. when you were walking up. And the stage was nice. You were five, four feet, I think, above all the people down below. They were not in the same eye level as you, so you were felt very superior. Oh. <laughs> but it was, uh, it was an ancient building, but nice. We used it because we had to use it, and it served its purpose. And then when this building was built, we got out of there. Of course, I'd have to talk about the Peacock Gardens at the corner here, and then the Valley Forge. Diner, not diner, but a restaurant across the street, as they were built, because uh, we met. My Kiwanis club met at the uh, Peacock Gardens, and uh, we had people coming here to have dinner at the at the. That's uh, the one across the street. So, those are the two places that we really were interested in. Now, however, what I'm saying. In the in the in the shopping center down in in of two hundred two there, there were some nice places there and people went there. But this was the center for us, the king of pressure. That, the, that was the metropolis. That was the area that was we attracted to when everybody came here,
0: from Howard Johnson's to say um, Victoria Station in the Valley Forge shopping center.
1: Mm-hmm. I remember when the when I <clears throat> was representing. The New York banks, I was connected, I don't know if I mentioned it, with Levitt, the building of Levittown. I was employed by the people who are doing the, uh, the, uh, the, the deeds and insurance, the deeds of the people who bought. And I worked there for approximately maybe three years, driving from King of Prussia there to Levittown in Pennsylvania we're talking about. And at that time, the, the turnpike wasn't through yet. I could only go so far and get off and take the roads and get so far. And then eventually it was completed. But the, the real purpose of my bringing that up is that the, the financing of that bill, that whole uh, st- uh, development, which thousand houses or whatever it was, was done by approximately three or four New York City banks. I got to know those people very well. And of course, when they came down here, being New Yorkers, not that they're nice people, not nice people, they are very nice people, but nothing as good as New York. <laughs> when they saw this place down here, he said, how are we putting millions of dollars down here? And they were putting millions of dollars. So King of Prussia was a place that they came to see me. And uh, I got to know them very well. They were nice people. And they would stay a couple extra days because we could chat around and take them places. And it was much better for them to be here as a break in their lifestyle than being in New York City. They loved to be here. I got here sometime after the war and my wife lived in Belmont Terrace up at the top there. So when I would see her I got to know those people up in that village and uh, we know the, we got to know the restaurants here and I liked it very much uh, at that time my other home was in Yaden Pennsylvania which is pretty much of a heavily built up residential place not like here like we have in this township so I was always happy up here and of course Ian my wife and our Former name was Munchauer. Our father and mother were all residents of this area, Narstown and King of Prussia. And. Uh,
0: when it was farmland.
1: Yes, yeah. Yes, it was. And even when I came here, there was a lot of farmland. And it, well, that was even after the war. There was still a lot of stuff here. Right. A lot of these things were not built that we have here.
0: What tracks do you remember? Billy Walker's old track, perhaps? Oh, yeah,
1: the Walker track which is now all, all built up with homes. Of course, the golf course is still here, fortunately. Uh, it looks like it's not gonna stay here too long, but... But anyway, the township was sort of um, quiet with, with uh, mostly residential people, a few industrial places down along the Schuylkill River and, and so forth. And uh, the only real concentrated place was in Swedesburg which was an old, old community, and the people were lived close together, and they loved yes. it, and it was a nice community. Yes. Well, I recall that the uh, that uh, this township was a was a mega. A place where everybody wanted to be. So our staff, the engineers and the supervisors, and the township manager, uh, through the years, were spending a lot of their time on development plans, zoning problems, because everybody wanted to come in. After all, this was practically the crossroads of the East. It still is in many ways. And all these wonderful big manufacturing places and shopping centers and all that things you see here were gone through that period of time because of the highways, everything was transportation. From here, you can go every place. You can practically go from here to California without stopping if you stay on the turnpikes. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's a pretty nice thing. sure is. Now, of course, since everything built up so much, that was then. Today, trying to get into Philadelphia during traffic is a big deal. So <laughs> I use the back streets when I go down to Philadelphia in drive time. Uh, yeah. So it's just the reverse of everything that happened before. One of the big things for me when I came to Upper Marine Township was, first of all, I acknowledge how, how great the people were here. They are very nice people. And I'm including every place, I'm including uh, the people down by the Schuylkill River, the people up here, the people in the big houses, <laughs> and then the people that lived in the township, most of them right around where we're here sitting. Yes. And they were always good people, I thought. There were fights between Republicans and Democrats, naturally, which is, there's nothing wrong about that. That's politics, you always have a fight with politics. But there was not, there was not recriminations and, and fights and things like that. It was just a political thing. Like, I guess, you like they said in The Sopranos, uh, it's, it's business, Sonny, it's business. It's not personal, it's just business. We had zoning fights, zoning problems, but I think most of them were handled very well. We lost a few cases, but we won all the cases, generally speaking. And the cases that we won or the cases that we lost, were eventually turned out to a very good development because they realized when they, when they saw that we would be very severe with them and what they did, they decided to be uh, cooperative, in which they did. And I think that's why I think we have a very lovely township.
0: How about the days uh, before the sign ordinance or when that was being drafted? And some of the larger zoning requests that you might recall?
1: Well, of course, <clears throat> uh, at my career with the township at that time, it, we were in a state of flux. So we had a lot of zoning hearing p- board appeals, we had a lot of zoning changes, and it was constantly, I have no record of it in my mind completely, but I would say maybe among those. Two zoning changes and variances with the Sony hearing board. I would say once a week there'd be a big case coming up because everybody wanted to come here, and for good reason. We were at the crossroads of the uh, of the highway system. Right. We had a good board though. They didn't. They didn't. They didn't. They they didn't give up their rights to have a good township. And the people finally realized that. when they had lawsuits. We won the lawsuits.
0: What were some of the lawsuits well, that took place?
1: I can't name them exactly right now. It seems like we were in so many of them. The suits, as a matter of fact, most of them were started with a, a filing of papers and then a negotiation. Because in the long run, that's cheaper for the township to do. and you, It's better for them. They don't spend all that money on attorneys, which is that's a tough thing for me to say. But... Uh, we did We did negotiate as much as we could. What's so we re- didn't get it through court order. We got it through working with them and they working with us. And I think, I believe we did a wonderful job and I think the township is in good
0: shape. What do you recall about Rebel Hill?
1: Well, that was the Trinsey deal, I think. <laughs> Jack Trinsey, an unforgettable character, no question about that. The... Frenzy was before his time. It was a very lovely place to develop. I'm ashamed to say I, I think it's been developed since all this hassle came up. But uh, Jack was a person who had a lot of good ideas. But he, he would like to just go through and get them done. And you can't do that when you're having people changing their style of life and new businesses coming in, new homes new densities, new roads, new everything and so he was always in a state of war so to speak with the supervisors which is bad, it was bad for him. I haven't been up on the Rebel Hill project for years so I, I I saw the beginning of it and it was looked pretty good to me but I haven't been up there since but I believe what I know it's a good project up there. Kelly was a good friend of Jack Trinsey and Jack Kelly was a very fine, decent person, and he really helped Jack Trinsey an awful lot. But he was no Jack he was he was Jack Kelly, a rich man from a rich family and a responsible family. Our friend had a desire to do something and he plunged ahead, he was a plunger, and therefore he wasn't able to move in like he would have could have done if he did it that way. I haven't been up to see that development, but I uh, understand it's a pretty nice place up there.
0: For a time, wasn't there talk of uh, possible annexation? That's always brought up all the time.
1: Anytime somebody's discouraged from doing something in this township, they say, well, we'll get somebody to annex it. That's just, that's idle chatter. Annexation is a very difficult thing to accomplish, especially if it's, it's against uh, the wishes of the people who are being uh, deprived of their ground, it's going to go to court, and the courts don't appreciate that. It has to be a very tremendous burden of proof to show that the person was really uh, lost his uh, rights, civil rights, building rights, and things like that before the courts are going to take ground away from a township, put it in another community. You're wasting your time. Right. But Jack Trinsey just—he uh, was a great fellow. But he just had a desire to do something, and he was like a plunger. I don't recall that it ever got into a court suit. Now there might have been papers filed, but I never got, i don't recall it ever being a trial on the zoning issue. Now I could be wrong. Was but it
0: on the ballot, however, for the voters to yes, decide? Yes, I, th-
1: I think they did that several times, but that was never successful because the only people that really wanted to have it done were the people who wanted to develop. The people who lived here didn't care. They didn't want to do that. I have to go back to Stewart Fund Hall. Oh, I wish they had preserved that. <laughs> it was a piece of work, really. The, uh, now, I think when I look back on, on these years here, I see here the new Township Building came in in 1968. Yes, it did. And that really, that's a first-class Township Building. I think Upper marine people should be very proud of it, and I think it's as good as any township building I've seen around.
0: Absolutely.
1: And I think the people in it are just as good. Leon Altamost was was an intelligent person, but I think he was brought up in in the um, in the uh, environment of the city, and he 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 was dealing as though he was dealing with council people in the city of philadelphia and he wasn't he was dealing with residents that live here and like the town and to be careful what's going to happen he he did good work There's nothing wrong with that buildings that he put up here but it was the way that it was started it was he got in fire and uh, hot water with the township people and he, but they didn't have to do that it was it was a good thing for us on that G property and so forth
0: Were there labor issues uh, surrounding that? He had some labor issues, but I
1: don't recall exactly what they were. He had strikes up there, but the township was never involved. I never had an official position to do this or do that or protect the township or whatever it was. If there was any serious disagreements up there, that would be the state police problem. Mm -hmm. That went up the way it was. As I recall, I don't recall anything more than that. Well, I recall we had the, uh, the Peacock Gardens. Mm-hmm. We had Johnny Kamuka's place across the street.
0: Valley Forge Tavern.
1: Valley Forge Tavern. And that was the end of it here. And then in the shopping center down in the middle of the township, there was a, another restaurant. I forget. I didn't get there that too much. And then there was a nice restaurant put up as you're going in toward Valley Forge Park here. And I forget the name of that. It's still there now. It's a very nice restaurant.
0: The Mansion House?
1: No. It's it's right before you get in.
0: Creed's, Uh,
1: yeah. It's Jim Creed's place. But a lady at it at the time, I forget her name. That was a nice place. People did congregate there and talk and so forth. Yes, but did. strictly an eating place, and uh, of course, they had liquor license, too. Mm-hmm. Local zoning and local building and things like that, I, I think the most significant thing that happened to this township when the turnpike came through. Yes. It made us a metropolitan yes. area. No question about it. And the mall. And, of course, the malls, yeah. Well, they came here because of the roads. Right. When the roads stayed and were improved, they came. And that's why these people wanna come here to the golf course, because everything's already for them. All these people brought it in. They have have roads, they have everything they need, and all they have to do now is develop it and make a
0: lot of money. You were describing some of the landscape about cattle grazing. Where do do you recall them grazing? Well, over here, uh, Archie,
1: um, forget where I live, he had cattle and and horses and, and cows and everything right up in the colonial village. Mr. Barry, Mr. Burry, Archie. Um, now in the older days, it just when I was coming into the township, my brother-in-law Kay Munshaw would know, down here on 202 there was a big open area of farmland that, that was devoted to cows and grazing and so forth, and I can't remember what that was. But at any rate, uh, whatever it was, it had to change. Norview Farm? Maybe that property. was it. Maybe that was it, yeah. Bill Heuser. He did a lot of work for those people and for the community down
0: there. Yes. Didn't he begin his law career with you? Oh, yeah. Mr. Manessis?
1: He was with me from the time he...
0: I think he did a little bit of work for
1: maybe six months with a firm in Norristown. Then he came with me. He was a very competent person, and uh, he was well liked by everybody too. He really was. But uh, he wanted, like everybody does, they want to get out of the get out of the house and go their own way, and that's what you should do if you, if that's what you like. He was a very charming man. Uh, at the time I was going, starting law school, which was after the, well, after the war, that's when I met her, Anne, uh, through my friend, Earl Taney, who was a friend of mine when I went to Norristown High School in my early years. And he lived in King of Prussia here. And, uh, so, uh, that's, that's how long I've known her and, uh, I don't know what else to was say. Was she
0: an Upper Marion grad?
1: Oh, yes. yes, she was Upper Marion girl. And all her close friends were, met him, were girlfriends in her class. So uh, she knew the Upper Marion High School when it was pretty much a little, tiny little school. Yeah. <laughs> Nothing like it is today. Right. I, I can't recount and I don't want to really guess the number of students they had, but I would say it's probably 10% of what they have now. It was just a small little school.
0: In the former uh, uh, High building. school, yeah,
1: yeah. And a lot of those people still live here. Art Cummins went to that school. My wife did. I can't think of all the other men and women that, that went, but Anne has a lot of girlfriends that went to that school that live here in Upper Marin. So they didn't fly away, they stayed home. Right. I used to be involved, and I'm still a member of the VW, and I used to be involved in the Kiwanis Club. But as people changed and people left and things, and our, we used to meet the Peacock Gardens, when we couldn't do that, when that changed, that sort of broke up the group a little bit, and they did some other things. But the 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 uh, that club was one of the best clubs. We used to do all the parking at the at the music fair up here. Right. I remember an incident there. We would be we would park the people as they come in and direct them to go here and there and so forth. And I remember this one time, this car stopped and the guy leaned out the window. He says. Uh, Jim Innesis, what are you doing here? Happened to be <laughs> a professor in my law school. And I said, well, I've been down on my luck, and I <laughs> had to make some money for the family. <laughs> he looked at me, and I thought he was going to faint. And then after he parked, I got him. I said, I was just kidding. You. I'm att- practicing on the township. <laughs> that was an interesting thing. But anyway, that w- that was nice. And those people helped the Qantas Club a lot. And the Qantas Club did many good things in the township f- for that, because of that, with the money they've earned for that.
0: Is there anything else you wanted to recall about uh, the early years?
1: <clears throat> the only thing I can recall is that, uh, which was interesting, is that I was a young boy in Norristown, which is a pretty heavily settled place. I went down to Yaden, uh, which is a an older community. No big fields or nothing like that, just houses. I uh, went matriculated in Carlisle, Pennsylvania, Dickinson College and Dickinson Law School. And that was a great little sweetheart of a town. Not not compressed and overrun and, and real antiquey, so to speak. And so when I see here at Upper Marion Township, I think, I believe that when I can see what they're having the people do with their ground being is that we are in the, in the center of the mail so so to speak, and because of our location. When you come to Upper Marion Township, you can go any place you want to just by getting on a road, and you're right there, bang. You don't have to go into the city to do that. You don't have to do nothing, you just go. People come, they come. We accommodate, we have hotels, we have everything. So the township is not what it was. I regret Archie Burry selling all his property and those houses going up. I used to like to see the horses and go up and look at them and rub their noses, but that's, that's progress. So what was there that was good is being replaced with something which I hope is still good, but a whole different a whole different use but if it's a good use and i believe it would be and it would be good for the township because the tax burden will be released or alleviated for people like us who just pay taxes and live in a house because they're coming in and they're paying big money mm-hmm. and they don't get much more they don't get many more services than i get although their house is tremendous mm-hmm. you see Cars still has to go base my house, still has to go base their house. They pay many more taxes than I do, which I thank them for that. I think one big piece of brown ground, ground that has gone since I lived lived in the clone went to Colonial Village was the the estate on the, where they built the big houses here in King in Village. And now I understand that. Archie, I forget his last name, who owned all that property on that big field. I just saw the bulldozers in there the other day, and I understand that that's about 60 acres, and I understand it's going to be the same type of homes that are toward the toward the, the boulevard here, big big 300,000 plus mansions, which can only improve the 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 value of everybody's home that lives around here.
0: Yeah. and you still serve the township on a scholarship committee, I believe. Yes. Uh-huh. And what is that all about, Mr. Minneses?
1: Well, that's a that's a, a, a committee composed of approximately three people, and we we are we're sponsored by by the township, they approve of us. We work in their buildings when we do our our work. And the selected people from the school in the graduation section, that would be their senior year, who intend to go to college, are asked to submit applications for this scholarship fund. And we've, we originally received and could handle only maybe three. And now I think we're handling about six or seven applicants who receive a scholarship. And that is all funded by Art Powell, who runs who's one of the biggest persons in the township. And he started that, it's got to be 15 years ago, 20 years ago that he started that. And uh, that is a, a nice committee. I've been working with them ever since it started. And we picked some, as I understand it, people who have been very successful with their college careers. And uh, it's a very fine thing that he has done in Upper American Upper, Upper Township, has cooperated with him to make that venture successful. And it has been successful.
0: Yes, and who is eligible to apply for those scholarships?
1: Uh, the, the people who apply Are generally in their uh, junior year in high school and it's a matter of their resumes which anyway you cut the ice the first thing is scores scores for achievement I mean uh, grades a b c d so forth and then the froth or the icing on that cake that's the cake and the icing is all the extracurricular things they do to show that they're not just nerds that study but they have other interests in the school and the community and so forth. And that's what we pick now. Art, Art, Pal, has funded that since it started, which I forget how many years it's now, maybe 10, 15, I just don't remember. And uh, I think the record of the children in those schools, for young men and women, has been wonderful. The results that, that we have picked we had good applicants, and we picked good people, and it's a successful thing. And when it started out, it was three; it was only three uh, scholarships given. I think the last round we did was, was approximately uh, 10 or 12 people got scholarships. Yes. And they're very fine scholarships. I guess the only thing that really interests me, I'm not a woodman or, or a steel man. I, I don't... I'm not too good with my hands on things. All I get is scars. (laughs) I can create scars, Uh, but uh, I play golf. I'm a member of Cedarbrook Country Club. I like to do that. And uh, that's about all I did. Now that I've retired from legal business, I'll probably be doing more things, but I have more time. But uh, right now that's my only venture is that And uh, so I think the people in the township have done so many good things. I think it's a great township and the leaders are great. And uh, that my participation has eased off a little bit. But I think now that I'm retired, it'll probably pick up again. Mr. Wagerman is a wonderful person for the township. He really is, he's he's a hard worker and uh, I think he's very fair, he really is. And I always lo- I, I was happy to work with him because when you would ask him a question, you'd get an intelligent reply. Mm-hmm. and That's always nice to get.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I remember the township when it was lightly populated. That meant there was a lot of open fields, cows and things like that. Horse farm like Archie Burry had up right where near I live in Colonial Village and uh, they've disappeared. But the point is space and territory is for people to use. And uh, if you try to do something to keep it open with the tax burden you have, you have to be a very rich person and generous to do that. Mm -hmm. It's almost impossible to keep ground in Upper Marine Township and not make it work. So that's why they disappear. But I think the supervisors have done a great job and I think that the people who have constructed and put buildings on it have done a nice job. I know where I live in Colonial Village, those those new homes are just uh, they're spectacular, really. They really are. They are. My home is not that spectacular. I just want to advise everybody about that. <laughs> just a rugged, nice little house. <laughs> I think that it's very, very good. I think that the police are good. Uh, we don't get many police calls where we are. Uh, and they don't come up very much there because there's nothing for them to do. But uh, when, they, when we need them for something to come right away, the fire people are, are very good people in that respect. And the township employees have always been great. Okay. I think it's a great place to live. But I I would say this as a general characterization of Upper Marine Township and its its growth, I think it's been handled very well. I think the growth has been great. Uh, I'm disappointed that we had to lose the golf course, because that was a charming thing to have in this township, but it really was, and uh, it gave it class, real class. But if the supervisors are careful, and I think they will be, that can be developed to a very lovely place and that uh, it'll be fit in with everything that's around here. This what has been a monumental change in this township just since I've been here, where I saw all these fields and stuff and cows and all that business, there's nothing there but big buildings. Yeah. And I compliment the township of the engineers and the supervisors. They're all very nice looking, I think. I don't think this detracted to anything, other than the fact that it's not where a cow can eat. You figure out all the fields we had around here and the cattle grazing nearby, they're all gone, houses. So we have to grow with that. But if they do it in an intelligent way, which I think they have pretty much, the people are not going to be distressed or unhappy or put out about it.
0: What do you think of the uh, Route 202 reconstruction project that's just been completed?
1: I think it's fine. I have no questions with it.
0: It really speeds traffic along now much better.
1: Well, I think, as I understand it, there's some more work they're doing at the present time, aren't they, on 202? Mm-hmm. So, and I think it's probably needed because you nobody could envision at that time what it could be today, and I think it's probably needed because you. Nobody could envision at that time what it could be today. So I think zoning is is a viable thing. It's a changing thing. It's never set. It always changes. It always accommodates itself to what the people need, to what the people have to have. So we'll always be, be set with zoning applications to do this and to do that. People will fight them. People will push them. And the supervisors have all these decisions to make, but uh, it's all a matter of uh, who we are. We're in a place. You figure out all the fields we had around here and the cattle grazing nearby, they're all gone, houses. So we have to grow with that. But if they do it in an intelligent way, which I think they have pretty much, the people are not going to be distressed or unhappy or put out about it. And notwithstanding all that, which is good. The people in Upper Marine Township are so lucky that we have this Valley Forge Park nearby. You can hop in your car in a half a mile. You walk all these trails. You can jog or walk whatever you want to. Beautiful scenery. It's just great. We we're very lucky. I was in the National Guard. I was in the uh, American Legion, things like that. But my, truly, the uh, the real Concentrated connection with with the uh, with the infantry or any kind of uh, army type. thing finished. I just stayed in the Coast Guard, uh, the uh, the National Guard for a short time.
0: Yes. And Meantime,
1: I had finished my course at Dickinson College, and I, I finished my course in, in law school in Carlisle. And my, we had been married, and my wife was up there working in a music store, helping me out. <laughs> like all good wives do. And then when we came back here, we stayed with her parents for a while in Belmont Terrace. And then at, we were able to purchase a house in the Long Road. Mm-hmm. And to bring it up to date, I, we were there approximately, I would say seven years. And then we moved to a Colonial Village mm-hmm. and we've been there ever since. This is a big township and people say, Why don't you be a first-class township? You have wards and you have this business and committee men and this and that and so forth who represent their people in all points of the township. Well, we've always been able to work under the second-class township category, and I think we did a good job. And even after I left, which was quite a while ago I left, the township is doing good work. I don't see anything that you would say could have been done better if under first-class status. And so I think that's just a false... It's will uh, tell you what it is. If you're going to change from one status to another, it means new people, new, new jobs, new positions, and then somebody's going to get some of their friends in those positions, which they can't do unless they do this. So if it stays the same, they're not in it. So But if they can get it changed, then they they got power themselves. And I think that's the real thing.
0: That's it for this edition of Remember When. I'm Eileen Rodrigue, your host for this episode of Upper Marion Township's Oral History. Thanks for watching. Until next time, and always remember when.